welcome to another episode of Ask the Doulas. I am Alyssa Venaclos, co-owner and postpartum doula, and we are talking to Amber again. We talked to them last time about their story of hiring a doula, and we learned that, you know, after planning for a natural delivery and using um, the hypnobirthing techniques and going through that course together, uh, you found out that you needed a C-section. So tell me when you found that out. 37 weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had midwives and I had not had an ultrasound since 20 weeks and, you know, kind of feeling, we definitely thought he was in position. And then, um, we were getting ready to go to Chicago for the weekend to our friend's cabin and just had, you know, a quick, a quick little, um, visit with our midwives. And we did an ultrasound during that, which I thought was obviously going to be super routine and just a little quickie. Um, and then, yeah, received the information that he was breech. So he was actually sitting across my pubic bone. It was shocking, to say the least. Like, I um, thought, you know, all of the appointments that we had that, you know, he was face down and ready to go. And that's just what I knew and what I was comfortable with. And I was like, it definitely took us for a little bit of a roller coaster. And I, you know, was a little bit in, in shock when I found out. And then, you know, as we were walking out, I just started, you know, bawling in the parking garage because it just like really hit me. Um, you know, in the hypnobirthing class, one of the things that you do to kind of release fear is to just write down, you know, all of the things that, you know, you're scared of. And the, the biggest thing that I was scared of was, was having a C-section because I'd never had a surgery before. Um, I... I was emotionally and relatively physically prepared at that point for a natural birth. I was 37 weeks. I'd done all of my classes. I had my doulas. I had my midwives. Like, this is what was going to happen. And so it kind of flipped all of that upside down a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was a little difficult pill to swallow at first. So what, did, what happened at 37 weeks? You just said, okay, um, it is what it is, or what'd you do? Oh, no. <laughs> no, not with my personality. <laughs> At the ultrasound, um, my midwife definitely, I mean, she knew what we were doing. She knew that, you know, we were preparing for a natural birth. She knew that we had, you know, doulas and she could, I think, just see it on my face that I, I was, you know, relatively devastated, you know, by the news. And, you know, she was like, you know, we have time, you have, you know, three weeks to, you know, try to flip them. Like this is totally possible. And so she did give me a little bit of, you know, hope in it. Um, but then also did explain that, you know, I was relatively far along and I didn't have as much amniotic fluid for him to flip naturally. And it was, you know, going to be a little bit more of a challenge. But I didn't lose all hope at that appointment. I think that it just took me a second to, I guess, digest the news. Mm -hmm. um, and then with my personality, I just started Googling everything I could about breech babies and how to flip them. And I remember one of the first things I did was text Ashley and Kristen and I was like, what can we do <laughs> to get this baby down into position? So I just in that kind of did, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster of, you know, being sad and then just almost getting a little bit obsessed, I think, with um, with turning him. And so tell me some things you did. <laughs> oh what did you try? Oh, my God. <laughs> what didn't you try? What did right? I try? Yeah. So. Um, we had went to our friend's cabin that weekend in Chicago. I spent a lot of time in the water. I did a lot of headstands, which was just absolutely hilarious. Like this <laughs> huge pregnant woman doing a bunch of headstands in the water. People were like, what is she doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time in the water, did a lot of headstands. Um, 
I did some inversions. You know, I looked up a lot of stuff on spinning babies, so I did a lot of inversions. Um, we did moxie, a moxie stick, burning it by my feet, which is, you know, in Chinese medicine that is supposed to help. We, I did acupuncture. I did chiropractic work. Um, I did literally everything. And there were a couple times, I was so in tune with my body at that point because I was like, I know I'm going to be able to feel him when he flips. So everything um, that he did, I was like, he just flipped. He just flipped. Like I just kept talking myself into the fact that he was. So I, I went in for a couple ultrasounds during those couple weeks and you know, he didn't. Um, and so our last ditch effort, I did an ECB um, in the hospital with Sarah Legrand and my OB Carrie and um, Ashley was there, you know, to support us and, you know, went in and I was like, this is it. Like, he's totally going to turn. You know, they had a really good um, success rate in doing that. And oh my God, they, they tried for a good 15 minutes. And, you know, he would kind of get sideways and then he would just snap back up into position. And it just kind of got to a point where, you know, Carrie was like, I just don't think that this is going to happen today. And then there was just another huge letdown because it's like, I just, I really put all my eggs in, in one basket for that. And that's just such a, a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. So how um, far along were you when this happened? I was 39 weeks. Okay. So you point. knew like I have tried, exhausted all possibilities. Yeah, that was it. Point. That was it. Um, and I, you know, we waited so long because there's a good chance that you can go into labor after that. Your mm -hmm. placenta can detach, you know, it's a pretty aggressive you know, form of, of trying to flip them, but it's what I wanted. I was willing to do anything at that point because I just had such, in my mind, I had really gotten obsessed with the idea of, of laboring and laboring with my husband and just having that like really intimate experience together. And I think that that was a really hard thing to mm -hmm. let go of because you know, while I know that C-sections are completely routine, like they happen all the time, it is not what I wanted. And how is this fair? Like so many people go into birth not doing any type of research about what kind of birth that they want or or any education and end up having like successful births. And it's just like, how, how did this... You did all your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so once again, I kind of got into a little bit of a funk. And I was like, at this point, my C-section was scheduled for the next week on his due date at 40 weeks. Um, and I just knew, I'm like, the chances of him turning at this point, it, he's just not going to. You know, if he wasn't going to turn with two grown women wailing on him from the outside, mm -hmm. like, it's just not going to happen. And so I was sad, of course. Um, and I allowed that. And... I had this conversation with Kristen one night. I was just really emotional, um, and I very much wanted to bring my son into the world and, and be in a really good place with what was going to happen, and I just wasn't. You know, I really needed to do work, some work on myself emotionally to get in a good place to just accept what was going to be, you know? And I think that the whole, the whole situation was a huge... Um, learning experience for me because birth is really out of your hands at the end of the day. Like you can do whatever you can do to try to set yourself up to have the birth that you want to have. But the reality of it is like, he's going to come the way that he's going to come. And there's nothing that I can do to control that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was, I was really sad one night and I called Kristen and we just had a really, really real conversation about me and where I was at with it. And I just got such amazing advice from her and the fact that like 
this is still your birth story. You know, this is not a situation where you have lost all control. Like you still do have control over this, you know, um, it's still a birth. It's still what you want it to be. And so she really empowered me to kind of take the reins back a little bit. Um, and, and just, and think about what kind of experience we wanted to have, um, in, in the OR. Mm -hmm. And, I feel honestly like so blessed about the team that I did have. So because of Gold Coast, actually, like really early on when we brought you guys on, I was having second guesses about um, the practice that I was with just because it was a really big practice and I did want something so specific and I just, I, I didn't think that I was completely aligned with the OB that I originally had. She was absolutely wonderful, but um, she didn't. I, I don't think she really participated in a lot of natural births and she didn't work with doulas a lot. So like that was just kind of something that I like had a gut feeling and I was relatively far along at that point. I'm like, I don't really think I can like switch. And, you know, because of conversations that I had with Kirsten, I did end up switching to advanced OB. And that was the best case scenario. I just like think about all of these like little pieces that kind of fell into place. And, you know, I had Breck and Sarah as my midwives, absolutely loved them. Obviously, they could no longer really, you know, have me after I found out that I was breached. So I ended up being switched over to the, there's only two OBs in that practice. It's Carrie Roberts and John Legrand. And I remember my first kind of like meeting with them and they knew I was super upset about it. And they didn't do a lot of C-sections in that practice either. And they were so um, open to just a lot of conversation around it. They heard my fears around it. I felt so um, supported, you know, already in the fact that, you know, this isn't what I wanted, but they're going to make it as good as they possibly can for me. And so after that conversation with Kristen, I decided to write a birth plan that night. And I was like, you know, what do we want? And so we created a playlist and had a playlist playing um, when he was born. He was born to like the most amazing, beautiful song ever that I still cry every time I hear it. We did immediate skin to skin. Um, you know, they did delayed cord clamping, like so many things that were on my original birth plan mm -hmm. still happened. Um, and I think another big thing that came out of that conversation with Kristen that night is I actually wrote a letter to Parker and that was really cathartic for me because I just told him that I trust him and I trust that he was in this position for a reason and that we were still going to work together as a team and have, you know, a successful, amazing birth. And yeah, that was, I just felt, I felt like I got a little bit of power back, I guess, during yeah, that. I think that's what people don't understand, especially yeah. with, um, so I think I have a tissue. I don't even know, know I'm crying. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. Um, you know, the, the support of a doula throughout, a C even yeah. if it's a planned C-section, yeah. um, that you can still, it's still a birth. Yeah. It's still your story. Yeah. Um, and you can still have a plan put together um, that makes it feel like your own. Yeah. Um, and that you do have choices still. Yeah. I mean, I um, I had the two OBs in the office there during my C-section. And Sarah Legrand, my midwife, showed up too. She did not need to be there. And she took a video of my entire birth. She took a lot of pictures. Like when I watch my birth video, even though it was a C-section, I feel so... I cry every time. I feel so like emotional and, you know, it really like came full circle. Yeah. You know, I, I was sad. I had to digest that. I had to allow that. I had to feel in my heart that I did as much as I could 
to have, have turned him and I did. And I, you know, was at peace with that. And then I was like, how do I want to show up in this? And, and I did, you know, I did, I did my emotional work. I did, um, you know, what I felt I needed to do to be in a, in a good place with it. And I could not have had a better experience. And I thank the doulas for that. You know, I thank Ashley and Kristen so much. Um, Ashley ended up giving me scripts of hypnobirthing for C-sections. And so I still felt super supported in that. And then my midwives and Dr. Legrand and Carrie Roberts were just the most amazing team. And I felt, I didn't feel like it was a surgery. I didn't feel like it was just like a routine thing. Like they were concerned about my experience and really wanted me to have as good of an experience as I could. And I did. And I'm so like blessed to say that. And I just don't think that it would have ended up like that if I was anywhere else. Well, thank you for sharing. It's a really beautiful story and I know it's emotional and, um, but it's lovely to hear stories like that. Yeah. Um, And I think you're really going to help some other, a lot of women don't process it the way you did. And I think it's really healthy and really good that you were able to do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So if anyone has any thoughts about that, feel free to email us info at goldcoastdoulas.com and you can find us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com, Facebook, Instagram, and then obviously you can listen to our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks again, Amber. Thank you.